Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. This meeting of the movie council is now in session. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Movie Council podcast, the greatest podcast in the history of podcasts, at least according to me. My name is Dan Cherry. I am your host. I am joined once again by my esteemed colleagues, the COO of the Movie Council, Mr. Andrew Sherry. Hello. Ah, Mr. Personality. That's why we love him, baby. That's why he's here. Also... We swing it on down to Charlotte for my boy, the security and art director, Mr. Marky Bondurant. Good day, sir. There we go. Oh, I love it, boys. How the fuck are you guys doing? It's uh, again, wow. Yet another week we're back. No, no, right. no, taking weeks off. We're 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 going every week bringing content. This is amazing. But so, uh, AJ. How's your week, man? What you been up to, brother? Uh, let's not let's not get into that. I just want to say that based on my ghastly performance last week, I don't want my last name being thrown out there anymore in this podcast. <laughs> I just think, you know, what do you mean? Last week abom- was a good time. What an abomination that was. <laughs> so I can tell you this. All right, last week, I know for sure, like the first half of the episode was good. I can't tell you what happened in the second half, so I'm not really sure. But you know what? I thought it was good. I, don't know, I, I honestly, it's one of the. I haven't listened back yet. Maybe it's good. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But it, it seemed good to me. Mark, did you, what were your thoughts last week? I remembered having fun. I was confused why you guys were talking. Like, why? What happened? Like, I was trying to rack my brain. Like, well, I guess, I guess we did end up getting a little bit drinky there at the end <laughs> a little we bit started, is a nice way to put it yeah <laughs> we started to get a little bit enthusiastic about yeah. our choices for the oscars so some of us started singing no 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 <laughs> <laughs> it was just one week i mean you, know, you got a great singing you got well, oscar picks it was amazing once once, it, once it's out there you can't get rid of it living on the internet forever now ah it's a beautiful thing but hey it was a fun week and uh and boy wow how about those oscars our picks were dead on like we got it all right the the oscars haven't happened yet we're recording before they air you'll hear this after they air and most likely we are right we got them all of course correct because we rule and like we're experts clearly we, we also, have a podcast between like the three he, of us. We yeah. picked like three out of the four, four right. or five people. That <laughs> we got pretty much most of the bases covered, so we should be good. Yeah. So, but, uh, Marky, how about you? What, how, how's your week been? What you been up to? Uh, week was pretty good. Uh, what I do I, this week, I went to Indianapolis for a little bit. It was also bitch and cold there, but wasn't snowing, so not as, uh, 
you know, winter hellscape as Toronto. Um, did, you, did you visit Pawnee? I didn't go up to Pawnee. No, I was I was ah. south. I was south in a little town called Franklin. And then I went east to another tiny town called Greenfield. Um, you know, the places I go for work are the ones that uh, you kind of pass by on an interstate. Mm-hmm. The ones that have large tracts of cheap land. It's, that's, that's the business I'm in is uh, warehouses and stuff. So right. that's where the warehouses go, where there's nothing else. Mm-hmm. That's where Amazon plops down their warehouses, a huge chunk of land where no one else is going to be for a while. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, pretty good week. Pretty good week. How about you, DP? What'd you do? Yeah, yeah it was pretty good. Uh, it turns out that the, my my son Aiden, you know, he's kind of gone back and forth, lived with me in high school, and then when he was in going to college, he's living with his mom. Uh, he is now moving back in. So, oh, nice. So yeah, Aiden, Aiden's coming back. Uh, I. Uh, he didn't want to say why I didn't ask. He just said, "Hey, can I move back in?" And so, yeah, of course. That's why we have another room. So nice. Yeah. So Aiden's coming back in a little bit. Uh, so uh, that should be interesting. But it also means we've got to fucking clean the house up a little bit and get shit, yeah. get our shit together. Like the room that's going to be his. We got so much stuff in there right now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's easily enough moved. So oh, how do you feel about it? Do you feel like he's going to cramp your space, cramp your style? Or are you uh, excited to no. have, have him back? No, uh, I, 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 I'll be happy to have him back. Yeah, That's cool. and not to mention he, you know, like Nicole, his he works from home, so he's just going to be basically in his room working all day while Nicole's in nice. the office working all day, and That's, then yeah, isn't he doing something with like uh, video game production now or something? Yeah, 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 he works for a VR gaming yeah, company. Yeah, lucky fuck, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's job oh, video no. games. Somebody like, pays you to play video games now. Yeah, yeah not too shabby. Yeah. So. Mm. That's good. Yeah, so I'm excited to have him back. Uh, it kind of keeps me on my toes, too. You know, like, mm-hmm. I can't be so lazy. Can't be like, Aiden, you need to clean up after yourself if I don't clean up after myself. So, right. You know, kind of, yeah. I, I, I gotta That's weak old takeout, man. More. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so how about uh, in the world uh, again? Like I said, we, we know y'all just watch the Oscars. We don't know what happened, and we'll get into that next week. But uh, otherwise, in the world of movies, Marky, uh, you, you got any movie news for us? You want to share? Yeah, man, cue that ticker. Peeled off the press, baby. <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm, I get all excited about it, hearing that, and uh, I, I don't mean to get you guys pumped because Tom Sizemore died; he's dead now. Yes. Um it was actually yeah, we talked about it last week. How like he had just kind of taken a turn for the worse when we were recording. Uh-huh. I think it was what like 24 hours later after we recorded. That's, that's right. Yeah. So not even that. It may have been 12. Right. Um, yeah. It was... <laughs> Very soon afterwards. But yeah, when we uh when we recorded last Friday, um the news that I had uh mentioned at that time was from earlier in that week, and it was that the family had made an announcement that uh the doctors told him it was time to start thinking of end of life decision because his condition wasn't getting any better. 
he was still mm. in a medically induced coma and, or maybe not even medically induced, maybe just full on a coma. Um, and the, the doctors could tell he wasn't coming back from it. So, yeah, I mentioned that on the last Friday's podcast. And then that Saturday morning, uh, saw the news that, uh, he had died. That was on, uh, Saturday, March 4th. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, and I was thinking when I was uh, reading some of his comments, cause people were talking about some of his other characters, some of the characters that he's done in movies over the years. And it might be fun to do at least a, a, a partial episode someday on, on him. Um, just to remind you guys of some of the cool movies and roles that he had over the years. Obviously yeah. there was uh Saving well, Ryan. I was going to say real quick, let's do a, uh-huh. like AJ. What's your what's your favorite uh, okay. favorite performance? Not, maybe not performance, but I think true. Or favorite role? Yeah, he was fucking true, awesome. True, true romance, romance yeah. is probably my. It's like the least obvious. Like just to say, Brad Ryan's probably the obvious one people would say, but mm-hmm. I'd say true true romance. I'll, I'll go with that one as my favorite size. Well, like, r- yeah. remind me, I, I saw that and I couldn't remember where he was in that movie what character was he he was one of the cops okay. him and chris penn that's right yeah the they dirty cops at the end that yeah i'll have to watch that again yeah. i remember them getting shot up but yeah. uh yeah i'll have to see that yeah. again that movie yeah. gets hella violent at the end yeah mm-hmm. typical tarantino fashion there he uh for me my favorite size more again it, like i said same private riding is the obvious but it's for me it's Almost the same role, but totally different movie. Uh, Black Hawk Down. He was so fucking great in Black Hawk Down as that guy that just like those scenes where he like they're taking fire and he's not even ducking. He just, he just doesn't over. give a fuck. He's like, yeah, like what's the situation? Could get shot boys? and die and doesn't care. Like, yeah, it was such a great fucking character and a great performance by him. And by the Black Hawk Down, one of the fucking best war movies ever Agreed. made. I fucking love that flick. Listen to the what this guy did in a row in the mid nineties. Okay, just hold mm. on. I, I'm going to pick something off here. Oh right, yeah, right. let's hear Marky's favorite first. Because I, I just mentioned Saving Private Ryan, just to start mm. naming them off. But I do have, and uh, I, I was, I had a, a coin flip on which one I was going to pick here, and Black Hawk Down was one of them. So since DP said that, I'm going with Natural Born Killers. Um, not my favorite movie that he's done. It's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Not my, you know, like I love the other ones that we've mentioned more, but his yeah. character in uh, uh, Natural Born Killers is uh, he is a psycho, just like uh, mm-hmm. Woody Harrelson and um, Julia. No, what's her name? Juliet Lewis. Juliet Lewis. Yeah. Um, he's just as crazy, but he's the cop in that. And mm-hmm. he's a psycho. Like he's out yeah, there killing he's people too. Great in that. So, um, yeah, hit us, AJ. Look, I know he's been in some bangers start over with, the start years. With, start with True Romance in '93. He did that. Striking Distance, which I think was a Bruce Willis flick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wyatt Earp, which I didn't see. Natural Born Killers. That's a great flick, by the way. Wyatt Earp. I Wyatt like Earp's that. the one with um Jeff Bridges or uh Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner, I think. Okay. Yeah. Natural yeah, Bridges Born Killers. Is uh, no. Strange Days, which was a film I liked a lot. Um, Devil in a Blue Dress is a Denzel Washington thing. Heat. Oh yeah, fuck yeah, dude. 
Love him in the heat. The Relic. The Relic, which is a decent enough. That was a horror movie, right? Yeah, he was a cop in that. Witness to the Mob. He plays John Gunn. It was a TV movie. Then Saving Private Ryan and Enemy of the State. That was all through the 90s. Dude, Enemy of the State, underrated flick. Yeah, Yeah, it's pretty fucking good, man. Hackman. Yeah, Will Smith. Yeah, it's it's a fun fucking movie. Yeah, the guy had a good, you know, run of just. I mean, obviously he played. He was not a leading man, obviously. So mm-hmm. He was a supporting guy, but you know, he's you know he had some really good roles throughout the years, and he's yeah, got a sure. lot of he's got a lot of credits, man. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. he did a lot of work in 2014. I'll tell you. Well, and it was yeah. a, and then he around. fucking married Heidi Fleiss. So, booyah! He he, <laughs> ma- he married the fucking madam. Like, you know, that's a baller move. You gotta give him credit. Crazy credits this guy has. He started spitting out a lot of B-movies there in the late 20-teens. Or the mm. mid-20-teens. Like you said, 2014. Even 2016, there's a ton of credits as I was scrolling up. But yeah, the guy was putting in work. That's nuts. And, and as we talked about before, he lived a really hard life. Like, mm-hmm. like hard on the drugs and stuff, you know? Yeah, I think he hit it pretty hard. Yeah, he did. Which is um well, R.I.P. Tom Sizemore. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I know. I, mean, I don't know if we need to do a full episode because we just kind of condensed it right there. I mean, he was mm. awesome actor, but uh, you know, like I said, he was always kind of like a, a supporting role. The stuff he did do, leading stuff, was like those B movies that he started cranking out in later years that you just see in the red box for a dollar or something. Right. Um, but yeah, as some of his characters make sense with, with the drug abuse, like the. Uh, natural born killers maybe even true romance but but then he would do these maybe it was when he was cleaner i don't know but uh like the black hawk down save a private ryan um it's super cool and collected character it seemed like you know there's there was like this uh this dual nature that's like i mean he's an actor so theoretically he should mm. be able to but it, it, but it did almost seem like his roles followed the roller coaster of his life like yes. when he was all fucked up on drugs before rehab he was playing all these crazy characters yeah then he went to rehab and came back and was like you know like you said the cool collected fucking guy on uh saving private ryan <laughs> he or, right yeah. he, compl- he, he became contemplative <laughs> right <Yeah>. exactly right <laughs> And then he got fucked up again and married Heidi Fleiss and said, fuck it, I'm just going <laughs> to enjoy life, baby. Who's yeah. Heidi Fleiss? She was the like the head of one of the like largest escort services in Los Angeles. Interesting. In, like, the, throughout the 90s and early 2000s, yeah. Huh. Yeah, she was like the, the Hollywood Madam was her nickname. But yeah, and she he, ran he this the prostitution okay. ring that Interesting. had, like they didn't get in much trouble because their client list was, you know, sure. studio execs and all the high yeah, people, people that kept that shit quiet. So nice. Like she, I think she ended up getting charged with shit and never really served any time. I mean, no serious time at least. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it, <laughs> the fact that that he married her uh, like that was kind of a baller move right what what year about did he do that do you remember uh i i mean it was after the whole scandal when she was charged and everything so like she was a celebrity at that point for having been caught as the madam sure and then yeah and then he married her maybe it's some somewhere around the early 2000s mid 2000s 
Mm. Somewhere in that area, yeah. I haven't Googled it recently, so. Interesting. Yeah, RIP Tom. Mm. Missy Tom. I um, did Google Robert Blake, though. Guys, you guys, Robert Blake, the actor? Uh-uh. Oh, you guys, oh, all right. So Robert Blake, um, acting-wise, best known, uh, he was in the film In Cold Blood in 1967, the Truman Capote story. And then he uh, was on the TV series Beretta in the 70s. Okay. But he's most well-known for, uh, I think it was like late 90s, early 2000s, when uh, he was charged with murdering his wife. Oh, shit. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. When was I? I got, I got it here. Uh, in 2005 was the trial. But oh, in 2001... Uh, his second wife, Bonnie Lee Bakley, was murdered in a restaurant. Fuck. Well, actually, well, she was in the car. They had just left the restaurant. Robert Blake's excuse for why he wasn't in the car when she got shot was because he had to go back to the restaurant to get the gun he left there. Huh. <laughs> and then when he came back to the car, she had been shot a couple times and was dead. Okay. And, and then it turned out like the gun he went back and got wasn't the one that killed her. Oh, and, weird. Uh, so he ended up getting arrested. There was people that came out and said like he tried to hire them to murder her, but obviously this was never proven. Uh, and he was tried and acquitted of murder and, you know, went on. And that was in 05 and he just died a couple days ago. Okay. I think he did end up uh being tried in civil the same like uh OJ, OJ was tried in right. civil court uh for wrongful death and was actually lost that case and had to pay like thirty million dollars to the Fucking children hell. of Bonnie Lee Bakley. Jesus. So well, but yeah, he died the other day. Okay. How old was he when he died? Uh eighty nine. Okay. He yeah. didn't confess on his deathbed. I did nope. it. It was me. No, he too until his death. He said he didn't do it. And hmm. at the end of the day, he was tried, and they they didn't fucking convict him. So maybe he didn't do it. I I'd like know. to hear his reasoning for why she was shot. Right? Because like you went back inside, you came out, and she had been shot. Like if yeah, if, that's, you, if that's true why right yeah right if that's true then why do you have a hitman following you <laughs> you know that's like the, yeah. i don't know yeah it's it pretty definitely wild some so, some major questions yeah that whole fucking thing so but yeah right. i guess rest in peace robert blake or uh, <laughs> fucking rest in misery if you're a fucking murderer fuck you but if yeah. you're not hey whatever rest in me Either way, just fucking getting eaten by worms. Who cares? But right. <laughs> well, maybe he didn't do it. I mean, yeah. Civil court. I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot. It's a lot different there, right? I mean, you said it was uh, uh, what'd you call it? Wrongful death or um, yeah. So that it's not actually a uh, or in in the way that they convict too. It's um, isn't it like you don't have to like with if the criminal court you have to do it with, without a shadow of a doubt essentially like right yeah and then typically it's by jury and they all have to 
agree. And then there's also the sentencing that they have to agree on, or maybe the judge takes care of it sometimes. And then mm. in civil, it's a lot. Um, yeah, it doesn't have to be beyond a reasonable doubt. Right. If you can kind of convince a jury, that's enough. Yeah. Yeah. So, gotcha. Anywho's, yeah. Um, a couple um, other little news things. It's not yeah. necessarily news, but uh, maybe we should call this a different segment. It could be rolled up into the same thing, but some uh, some upcoming movie news. Um, one of them is that they're they're doing a uh, animated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Mm, yes, I saw that. Uh, Seth Rogen, right, is uh, producing it. Not only it? Seth Rogen, it's it's massive. The uh, the casting list has gotten huge. I started seeing names like John Cena, Jackie Chan, Paul Rudd, Seth Rogen, um, and then I found the actual character casting to character list. Um, and I was wondering, like, oh, who are they going to play? You know, Leonardo, Raphael. Turns out all those people that uh, you really know are uh, doing characters. And you guys might remember these, but I don't remember. John Cena as Rocksteady. Uh, he was? Post Malone as Ray Filet. Paul Rudd as Mondo Gecko. <laughs> Maya Rudolph as Cynthia Utram. Hannibal Burris, know. yeah, none of these ring a bell. Hannibal Burris as Genghis Frog, yeah, I know Rocksteady. Okay, There's Rocksteady and Bebop were like the so Bebop is Seth Rogen. Okay, yeah, Rocksteady and Bebop were like the uh, the Rhino and the Hippo, maybe oh, or okay. something like that. I too weird looking fucking. Things. I remember yeah. them. Yeah, and then uh, Rose Byrne as Leatherhead, Natasia. Demetrio as Wingnut. So then the people playing the main, the Ninja Turtles, Jackie Chan, mm. as, Jackie Chan is Splinter, so that's cool. Ooh, um, I like that. Leonardo is Nicholas Cantu. Don't recognize that name. Mm-mm. Michelangelo is uh, Shaman, Shaman Brown Jr. Donatello is Micah Abbey. Raphael is Brady Noon. Okay, uh, so I got like young, younger. Teens actually so. playing the teenage mutant ninja turtles. Yeah, it's a good and, idea. Uh, <laughs> Should April work. April O'Neil is Io Edibri. Edibri. Don't know that one either. I don't know, but it was on the list. Like it might be like a like an up and comer, like some big. And then Ice Cube right. as Superfly. I'm sorry. Who who's who's behind? Who's directing this? Um, Seth Rogen. Is he? Yeah, he's producing it, and uh, yeah, I don't know if he's that's funny writing and directing, but yeah, he's definitely he's the EPs for it. So yeah, that's funny. Um, the other upcoming movie news, uh, there's this movie I just saw a trailer for. It's called Inside. the The subtitle is uh, a solitary exhibition, hmm. and it's starring Willem Dafoe. And it's one of those movies where it looks like a uh, a solo film, right? Like uh, Sam Rockwell and Moon. Right. There's there's some there's some voices on the phone, and it looks like there might be somebody on camera or something. But it's 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 just Willem Dafoe. And the plot is that he's a thief, and he breaks into this baller ass penthouse to steal a bunch of art, and an alarm goes off, and he gets locked in. The whole mm. place locks down and he can't get out and he just starts to go insane. 
inside this like art dealer's penthouse. So it looks very intriguing. My only, I guess my, my not only, but um, concern I have is that I didn't recognize the writer and director. And I looked up their, uh, their, uh, their past work. The director mm -hmm. only has like, this is the, his only, his second thing listed on IMDb. I didn't recognize the other thing. The writers only got uh, a small handful of things. Didn't recognize any of those. Um, but, you know, Willem Dafoe by himself, the cinematography just from the trailer looks great. Like the color palette looks very depressing. It's it's just like a, a showcase to me. It seems like it's going to be a showcase of how much Will, Willem Dafoe can do on his own going from a normal sane person to just totally batshit. Like you see, you see it, you see that even within the, the trailer mm -hmm. for it. So I, I highly recommend you guys check it out and anybody yeah. listening, go look for the trailer for the movie inside. Very nice. All right. You guys ready for this? Well, we'll watch this transition. It's going to be amazing. So yeah. Uh, first time writers sometimes, you know, can pull off some good shit. Like, uh, uh, like Rocky, Sylvester Stallone wrote Rocky. And mm -hmm. speaking of Rocky, um, I finally watched fucking Creed 2 this week. Holy shit, Creed 2 fucking rules. Yeah. I got it. Oh my God. So Wait, that's the one with uh, Ivan Drago, right? Yeah, with Drago okay. and his son. And again, it's not a better movie than Creed, but goddamn, it was so fun. And I bring this up to go back to Creed because I also rewatched Creed this week. Uh -huh. uh, because again, randomly, they were suddenly available on Amazon Prime again. Okay. Like they were there a while ago and then left. And then just this past week, they showed up again on Prime. So I was able to watch them for free. But uh, in watching Creed, I found this so fucking awesome. Um, the first fight that Adonis johnson slash creed has uh after rocky trains so him not the very first one in mexico but he has that match against that uh guy leo the lion uh-huh um that fight right it goes two rounds or like creed uh, adonis knocks him out like near the end of the second round that entire fight is all shot Steady cam in the ring, one continuous fucking shot. Jesus. Two rounds of boxing, all one fucking shot, steady cam in the ring with them going through it. Huh. That is fucking crazy. It's like like six and a half minutes, unfucking cut all the way through. Uh I get Ryan Kugler said they did like 13 takes of it. Oh, and fuck. they used they used the eleventh take. But I got to say, like, fucking 13 takes. I hope that wasn't in one day. Because, like, if anyone's ever done any type of boxing, even fucking cardio boxing, you know, like, just fucking hitting the bag for fucking six minutes is insanely tiring. Can you imagine if fucking Michael B. Jordan and this other kid had to basically do 26 rounds of boxing all in a fucking row to get this take. That surely, would be surely insane. they did. Yeah, it had to be over a couple days, but they definitely did more At than least. one take a day. And so that means these two dudes fucking boxed a full two rounds every goddamn time 
with the steady cam operator in there and go back and watch it watch creed and especially this fight and knowing that it is all just as one shot it is fucking magnificent it That's is so goddamn movie? good yeah okay yeah the like the whole thing you know they showed the fight they you know the camera cuts to rocky in the corner and back to Adonis, you know, sitting between rounds into the crowd, like all these fucking amazing shots, all done without a single fucking cut. It, it is so well done. It is fucking amazing. Go back and watch the first Creed again. It's available on Prime right now. Just watch up to the first fight. I was gonna say I'll pull it up. Just enjoy to watch that. this. It is so goddamn good. I found that so impressive. That's cool. So. Yeah, I'll 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 fire it up and just fast forward to that fight. <laughs> I just want to see that. I didn't catch that the first time yeah. I was watching it. Yeah, I didn't know that the first time either. But yeah, my rewatch again because it's on Prime, they give you all those little like trivia oh, right. things and stuff on the side of the screen. Do you leave that trivia it. ticker up? Like, oh yeah. Uh, how do you see mo- it? Because I only see it when I press pause. Yeah, uh, that's what I do. Or I'll just tap the screen sometimes. To, sometimes uh, like if I'm curious who's in the scene, I'll just kind of tap it and it'll pull you're up. You're watching it on like so your iPad or something? Yeah. I gotcha. Like with that one, the fight, I was like trying, I'm like, is this kid, he's fighting an actual boxer? So I tap to check the, you know, the cast. And that dude is an actual professional boxer. Gotcha. So, but yeah, and then I saw that clip and I restarted the scene and watched it again and was fucking blown away yeah that's nuts yeah really fucking awesome so uh all right uh let's actually one one last thing before we get into the topic for this week uh again it's not movie related but it is uh you know entertainment related so uh one of the greatest animated uh superhero shows of all time is batman the animated series agreed well regarded as one of the best uh one of the creators of that uh bruce tim uh had recently started a new working on a new project uh with uh jj abrams and matt reeves so matt reeves who directed the batman with robert pattinson obviously you know jj abrams oh okay so they're working on a new animated series called Batman Caped Crusader. And they pitch it to HBO Max and HBO Max fucking turned it down. They said no thanks. Because they it's you know, another animated with James series, Gunn. Right? Yeah. They're doing their own thing. But Warner Brothers apparently let them go and uh Amazon Prime has officially picked up Batman Caped Crusader for two seasons with you know, like I said, Bruce oh, wow. Tim, J.J. Abrams, and Matt Reeves fucking making it. So that's badass. I can't fucking wait. How, Batman how... the animated series is so goddamn good. Yeah, and yeah, and Bruce Tim is back. Bruce Tim created fucking Harley Quinn. That's right. That character didn't even exist before Batman the animated series, and she is now one of the biggest characters in DC Comics. That's so, wild. Yeah, Bruce Tim deserves a ton of credit for that alone i wonder uh the politics or the business behind that it's interesting that warner brothers allowed one of their largest ips 
to go somewhere else. Right? Yeah, like, I was Sony has a stranglehold right? on Spider Man, and even yeah. though Marvel has everything, Sony clutches Spider Man mm-hmm. close and only yeah. lets him out every once in a while. Yeah, and so you figure Warner Brothers want to would want to keep Batman tight, but For sure, that's the big. They're letting fucking the Amazon name. take it. So it's weird. Yeah, I'm psyched. Yeah, yeah, and and they do so many animated uh, DC like, things. like Invincible. Oh, oh, DC things. But DC. Amazon's got you know that Invincible. Love Invincible. One of their fucking biggest shows that they've had is a, you know, I've been waiting animated too long. superhero show. So. Yes, that second season is uh, oh, I been wait. taking far too long to come out. I think COVID put a pause on that for a little bit, but no, yeah, uh, uh, HBO has that whole library of animated DC movies, and a lot of them are quite good. In fact, a lot of them are better than the live action. Most of the live action DC movies that have come out in like the past handful of years. I don't know why they would pass on another another one of those. That right. seems weird. So interesting. Yeah. You guys want to get into uh, tonight's topic? Uh, that, that sounds like a yes to me, baby. All right. So t- tonight we are going to be talking about some movies that uh, that completely flopped in the box office, but absolutely did not deserve to flop. These are some good fucking movies that somehow no one went and saw and lost a fucking ton of money. Um Yet, yeah, it could be marketing. It could just be timing. Different reasons why these movies didn't make the money they deserved. But uh, yeah, they didn't do well. But they're actually damn good. And we're going to fucking talk about them tonight. AJ, why don't you kick us off and give us some movies that (laughs) tanked that you fucking love and you think are well-deserved good movies that shouldn't have tanked. I just talk about the one that I saw. Yeah, whichever yeah. one. Well, you, whatever you watched you one recently? Me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was very confused about this topic. You know, I peek behind the curtain, fans. We we prepare days and days and days in advance. Yeah. But um, AJ so never responds except, to the text except, chain, except, and we just we, have to assume he knows what we're except, talking about. I, I, hold on, except we didn't this time. So, yeah, I'm, I'm ill-prepared tonight, but that's fine. It was a pretty loose topic this time. And even so, the definition of the topic wasn't even uh, kind of hashed out. So, yeah. So the film I saw is by a very well-regarded filmmaker. I think the reason that I watched this movie and the reason that I think this is, a, this is a good one to talk about, maybe there can be some good back and forth about this, is because of the director's, from what I read, insistence on taking this to the theater during COVID. And that was Tenet. Okay. So I watched this movie recently. I didn't watch it when it went to the theaters because, you know. Neither did anyone else. There was a <laughs> pandemic, yeah. Oh, uh, that's right. But he was very insistent on going to the theater with it. Like, this yeah. is a movie you need to see in the theater. Fuck the fact that there's a global... Um, it did earn over $300 million worldwide, but it lost about $94 million. So, so does that mean the the budget with marketing was close to four hundred million? Mm-hmm. Had to, yeah. Wow. 
But I'll tell you, it's on HBO Max right now. And so I watched it today. <laughs> Did, I'm sorry. Have either one of you seen this? This movie? I've seen it. All right, Mark. Great. <laughs> I'm watching this movie and I'm like, I like Christopher Nolan, you know, to a point, right? I mean, he he's it's like sensory overload with this guy. He's gonna like throw everything but the kitchen sink at you for a movie. And I'm like, yeah, why why are you throwing so much confusion in my action film? Just like I guess this movie was so hard to understand for two and a half hours. Yeah. I I did not all right, so Dan, you're not seen in spoiler alert. So, I have not. Yeah. Spoiler alert. So yeah. the protagonist, did that's actually what he's called throughout the protagonist, John David Washington. Is that yes. The, yes, it's 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 Washington. And I believe it's David. Is, it, is there so a John, middle name John, in John, there? John David Washington, I think. All right. You I'll look it up. You keep going. Yeah. Anyway. He stars in it as the protagonist, but if I can't, I I can't even spoil it for you, Dan, because I don't even know. I didn't even know half the time what it was about. It's hard. I know that they're like there's a whole thing about like they're in the they're going. It's sort of time travel. <laughs> you sort just of started stopped like three times. <laughs> sort of moving in the future and moving in yeah. the present, and when they're moving. It, from the future and the present, they're actually physically moving backwards, and the cars are traveling backwards. It, right, it's just as weird. It's so bizarre. But I have to tell you, when I and and, and Kenneth Branagh plays this like, you know, like mustache twirling villain, which is just, <laughs> like he does, right? Yeah, he plays this mustache twirling really villain that's just like just there to be evil for the sake of being evil. That's like his job. Just yeah. I'm an evil guy because I'm I'm bad. I'm evil, and I'm gonna do evil things. He's got henchmen. He's super wealthy. Right. He's Russian, I think. He's got uh, a yes. very strong accent. Yes. He He's got like a bunch of gold that he got from the future. Robert Pattinson's in it. I I really don't know how what. I'm confused by him sometimes. I'm watching the movie. What's his role? But by the end of the movie, I was like. That was entertaining. <laughs> I was I was so confused, but also entertained. I've never been more confused and more entertained simultaneously. That's a very good way to put Tenet. Yeah. So it was a flop, and not because of the confusion or the, but because of COVID. I think. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, and he he when when that movie he yes he uh said it had to be a movie just be seen in theaters. He's one of those guys that's like diehard maybe like a tarantino type that's like this and is because, cinema like you and because cinema. of the sound design the sound design he's so like yeah. he's so into the sound design you can this, this, his sound design drowns out the audio in like the past three movies you can't hear what anybody's saying yeah. but i've also watched his past three movies at my house and not in the theater so fuck me i guess i you know start listening to christopher nolan right um, go to the theater next time he puts out some some weird trippy time traveling movie that doesn't yeah. make any sense. It it was my um my uh thought and kind of complaint with Tenet though was uh the abs- with with the absurdity of the the concept I felt like he was trying to do um inception the sequel 
in terms mm-hmm. of like m- making something bizarre, cool, special effects, confusing. It's so confusing that it you don't need to wrap your head around it because if you actually there's people that have, you know, uh, watched Inception and broken it down for what it was and then have discovered that like it doesn't this movie actually doesn't make sense. Like the the plot like doesn't make sense, but he throws so many pretty things at you and it keeps the story so mixed up that you think you are almost following along and tenant is like that but it's much more jumbled in my yeah, opinion and, and the the action's good the fight sequences sure. are good and like all that yeah. and, and dan you'll appreciate this there's this conversation that john david washington and robert pattinson who are like buddy buddy at the end by the end of this thing spoiler alert it's not really. They were they were teaming up throughout the whole thing, but you didn't know Robert Pattinson was this mysterious. Never mind. So they have this conversation <laughs> towards the end of the film. That's the last conversation they have, mm-hmm. and they're parting ways. And it reminded me so much of the relationship between Doctor Who and River Song, mm-hmm. where like they they meet each other and know each other at different times. And Robert Pattinson actually says that, like, I'm think of I think of this as the end of a beautiful friendship, but. You know, it's sort of the beginning for you. Like, it yes, was so that was the same the exact, exact thing. thing. The that same the exact, exact thing. thing. She said. They yeah. copied it from Doctor <laughs> Who. Christopher Nolan totally bit that from Doctor Who. And uh, I was like, what the f- Where did that come from? How did that get, how did that get mingled into the story? Like, it, they just pulled it out of nowhere, this conversation, mm-hmm. seemingly. Marky, tell me you weren't following that thread. <laughs> No, I knew there was something there. Okay, okay. I, I mean, I, just, I was like, "What the?" There, f-? there was, I knew there was, there was something little, there, but well, there but was I, pieces. There was a char- the character uh, Pattinson earlier in the film is popping up, and he's got like, that trinket on him or whatever, and he even shows at the end of the movie when he's walking away. Yeah, there was, and also, in in a movie, kind of not like this because there's nothing like this, but in a movie when all the uh, the army of bad guys shows up and they're all wearing a mask and the camera stops on one of the bad guys with a mask and slowly zooms in on his masked face. You're like, that's a special bad guy. Like he looks like everybody else, but <laughs> that one's, that one's special, you know, mm-hmm. that, that's kind of like how Pattinson's character was like, it kept zooming yeah. in on him when he was supposed to be a nobody or whatever. Right. Um, like, look at him, look at him. Yeah. Th- thanks, Chris. Yeah, appreciate but, all of that. Anyway, we can move on from the. We're not talking. We're not doing deep dives in these films, but we can mm. uh, move on to somebody else. But I can think of some more if we when we get back. Yeah, at, after, let's all take a turn, and then at the end, like let's rifle some off because the the list is endless, man. With mm-hmm. I mean, Hollywood, you know, the the box office is a gamble in a lot of aspects. Um, so there, there's a shit ton of movies to choose from that have flopped. Obviously, some of them flopped were bombed for good reason because they were just god awful mm-hmm. and some of them like dan was uh getting at for a variety of reasons whether it was marketing or maybe they just sunk too much money in it i, I found that on some of the movies if you don't mind dan mm-hmm. i'll go into mine yeah um the movie i picked was uh john carter from mars from disney and part of the reason that movie flopped is because they just kept putting more and more money into it mm-hmm. and it ended up at the time, uh, forget the year, 2014 maybe, um, when it came out, it was one of the most expensive movies to be made. And also, uh, I don't know if you guys, how much research you did on this. I know we kind of popped this topic 
very recently before recording. Um, but the numbers between budget, you'll, you'll get like a, a range of numbers. Like if you Google a movie, like what's the budget of John Carter or tenant or, you know, fill in the blank, mm -hmm. you'll get varying results. And right. then same, same with the box office. I understand that there's uh us or national and then there's global mm -hmm. um and i understand with the uh budget that there's the uh, actual budget of the film itself and then there's the marketing budget and sometimes those are rolled in together as a gross budget yeah but e even those numbers don't aren't uh consistent like when you look yeah. at different sources i i would say for the most part when you when you hear what the budget of a film is it does not include the marketing budget, mm -hmm. which with some movies, it's almost as much as the fucking actual budget of the yes. film is the marketing. They go crazy marketing it. So, and yeah, with this one, John Carter, I remember they marketed it, but they didn't do it well. No, like they did not let anyone know what this movie was really like. Yeah, that, that was probably the, well, so twofold. Yes, they the marketing was terrible, but uh, because they dumped so much goddamn money into it, you know, yeah. it, it was a long shot. Two hundred and fifty million dollars, I think it was, something like yeah, that. Yeah, right? so that that's one of the numbers I'm seeing. Two sixty three point seven net. That's crazy. And then man. and then I'm seeing uh, three hundred six point six gross. Mm. And surely the yeah, marketing was, was more that? than uh, forty three. 30, 37. It was mm -hmm. more than 37 million for a movie this large, like you said. Sometimes possibly, as, yeah. But I mean, possibly I, not. I, the, the, the marketing failed this movie tremendously. Yeah. It did. So maybe maybe the marketing did was only 37 million. It's possible. Yeah. I mean, I do remember seeing commercials and trailers for it. I think it was uh, actually, I think 2012 is when it came out. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, 2012. Okay. I remember hearing about it, but I didn't know much about it. Like, it, they didn't get across, like, it, you know, the fact that this is based on, like, Edgar Rice Burroughs. Like, Correct. So, some, like, real fucking shit, like, real actual literature and, like, amazing stories that this is based off of. No one, they, they didn't bother telling people that. I don't remember, uh, the, tr the the to the trailers the marketing at all to be honest mm -hmm. um and there wasn't much of it yeah i guess that but was yeah part of i it. do i remember i saw trailers for it at least but yeah they weren't memorable and the the, the edgar rice burroughs um title of the book is not what they named the movie um it's uh it's the princess of mars or something I've, i'm probably way off on that i feel like an idiot for not looking that up but yeah the the book's like 100 years old like it's mm -hmm. it's you know sci-fi good old classic test of time novel and they decided to adapt it into a movie with a massive budget sounds good uh they dumped way more money into it than they thought they were going to they like, I guess didn't save anything for marketing. Um, this was Disney Studios that did it, and at the time, this was this was pre, uh, uh, pre Marvel, right? 
or would it have been like right before Iron Man? Do you remember when Iron Man came out? In any uh, case, it was right around that same time. Yeah, I think. But Iron this, Man this, was, I think yeah. it was right before Iron Man. So this was before, uh, or at least before Disney acquired that shit. So it was before. Mm-hmm. It was it was at a time where like Disney was still known for kid movies as well, and this is a sci-fi epic, a violent one. So I ended up watching this movie years later and really liked it. I'm like, holy shit, how come like this? I thought this movie was supposed to be terrible. The movie's, in my opinion, the movie's not terrible. It's a great sci-fi movie, mm-hmm. but it was, it did. Uh, it's It goes down in history as one of the biggest box office bombs in history because mm-hmm. of the amount of money it costs and the amount. Of, I see that it made 284.1 million box office. I don't know. I think that's uh, just U S no, I think that's worldwide. Oh fuck me! Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, they they uh they got hit pretty pretty hard on that one. They were they were already planning a sequel. Yeah. And the like U.S. Frank- the U.S. gross was seventy three million. Holy fuck! Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> Global two eighty four because it's a good flick too. It's one of those ones that I think uh, is widely considered like before its time. Like if that shit came out five years later, it would have been a huge hit. Yeah. But they just, they didn't know what to do with it at the time. And it kind of got lost in the shuffle, but it's a well-made fucking movie and a great story. So well-made. It's got great special effects. I I love, uh, you know, when I, the first time I watched it, I didn't realize it was an Edgar Rice Burroughs. And I just thought like, damn, this is some good source material. What what graphic novel did they rip this off from? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had no idea it was from a uh, an old sci-fi novel. But um, and I've watched the movie several times now and I still uh, very much enjoy it. Um, it's, you know, but maybe, maybe it's okay that it not it's not okay that it lost that much money i don't wish that for anybody but um the fact that they had sequels in a franchise in mind for this movie while they were making it and then quickly shelved those Mm -hmm. as as soon as the returns started coming out um i kind of like the way this movie is on its own the standalone because it ends it ends with the typical superhero note of like we're not done yet like stay tuned for next time (laughs) and you know with thor and iron man you'll get the second and the third and the fourth and we'll go and go and go and go this is just a one and done and it's kind of neat like that aj have you seen that one i haven't never saw that one it was on netflix for a bit i don't know if it's still there Mm -hmm. I I think it's on disney plus right now oh sure sure let me double check but yeah uh, but again, it's one of those ones that, yeah, before it's time, uh, actual good movie that somehow got, yeah, lost in the fucking shuffle. But yeah, it is absolutely on uh, Disney Plus right now. So Okay, that makes you get sense. Get Disney Plus, go watch John Carter. It's yeah, AJ, I think you like it, man. It's it's, uh, it's a good sci-fi. I don't know if you've ever read the book. I haven't. Um, I've been meaning to, I'm, uh, I've gotten into Dan Simmons' Hyperion right now. Just started that one, but... uh good one hope you like that 
yeah, I've, I'm pretty early on, but I'm getting excited for it. So maybe I'll maybe I'll pick one of these ones up. Uh, the did you check to see what the real story was? We can go ahead and end mine, but just curious the the real title of that one, Princess of Mars. Oh, oh I I did not look it up, but I thought it was like just John Carter of Mars. Well, that's what they I call the was... movie. No, the movie's just John Carter. Oh, it's just John Carter. Yeah, and then they called. They had. To, that's what they did. They they threw in the of Mars because they had to like. Right. Put, it, what, put some after more spin it, on it flopped, that's when they were like, yeah, they threw in the of Mars to try and let people know this. <laughs> it's based off the Edgar Rice Burroughs uh, huh. books, but interesting. Um, All right. Um. Well, I've got plenty of others I could talk about, but DP, you got uh, one yeah. at the top of your list for a yeah, box let, office bomb flop? Yeah, let, let, let me get into mine, because mine, again, I mean, it, there are some obvious ones out there, you know, like uh, uh, what's Shawshank technically flopped, but it's a great movie. Everyone knows it. But uh, the one I want to talk about is Again, such an amazing film. It's um I think it's like ninety-six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I think the audience score is ninety-three. Um, it is amazing. It's it's an animated film from nineteen ninety-nine called The Iron Giant. Oh yeah. It is so goddamned good. The animation is fucking excellent. The story, I mean, again, it's it's one of those stories that's been done you know it's kind of et uh, fucking type you know uh, the the story about uh you know treating people treating strangers with love is the way to go versus like if you treat a stranger as an enemy they will act as an enemy if you treat a stranger with love they will treat you back with love and it's kind of that uh, you know, typical story, but the way this fucking film does it is so goddamn good. Um, and, and again, this was well before Vin Diesel was the voice of Groot. Vin Diesel was the voice of the Iron Giant. Right. Um, you know, this alien, this giant, like, 100-foot-tall metal alien crash lands on Earth, uh, and a little boy finds him. And, you know saves his life at one point and then teaches him about, you know, love. And and again, it starts off with, uh, you know, uh, showing the, the little boy as being like this loving, accepting person who, you know, tries to, finds a fucking squirrel and wants to make him his pet and bring him home. And, you know, that type of kid. And then he finds this, you know, alien that crashes on Earth and befriends them, and it, it's just so beautiful. The the artwork, the animation is gorgeous. The story is fucking excellent, and the movie is so well done. Um, it's a, it's Vin Diesel is the Iron Giant. Harry Connick Jr. is in it. Jennifer Aniston does one of the voices. Uh, Shooter McGavin. Is the fucking bad guy in it, uh, Christopher McDonald? Oh yeah, that's right, dude. He is so awesome. Like the bad guy again. It, it's your kind of typical stereotypical, 
yeah, stereotype bad guy, but he is fucking awesome as a stereotype bad guy. And this movie is beautiful and so well done. Uh, the budget on it was $70 million. It's overall gross at the end was like $23 million. Oh, wow. Yeah, it lost a shit ton of money. And there's no reason it should have because it's a fucking perfect film. It is so well done. Uh, it's just, yeah, I goddamn love it. And I, I recommend anyone that hasn't watched The Iron Giant, go watch The Iron Giant. It is it, beautiful. It is a uh, feel-good movie mm-hmm. at the end. You know, I just started watching uh, Ted Lasso. I'm late mm-hmm. to the game, but I just started watching Ted Lasso on uh, Apple TV. Mm-hmm. And there's one of the episodes where it's movie night for the team. And he puts on Iron Giant. Oh, that's right. And he says something. He's like, all right, in about 30 minutes, it's going to be waterworks in here. Like, <laughs> and then it, 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 cuts, it cuts back later to like the whole team, like quietly crying. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yes. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I love that movie so much. Um, but I, I do want to bring up some other movies, too, because uh, like there's one I have heard such good things about, and I, I'll admit I hadn't watched it. But there's this other movie that completely flopped. And um not quite sure why, because from what I've read and what people are saying, it's actually really fucking good. It's uh it's from 2004. It's called Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow. You're familiar with this on market, right? It's like Jude Law, Angelina Jolie, Gwyneth Paltrow, like this fucking great cast. Uh, It's just, you know, kind of a sci-fi story. And from what I heard, it's fucking amazing. It's fun. Yeah, but... My dad loves that movie. Totally fucking flopped, yeah. I think it's a little little niche, maybe. I don't know. It It is. It could be, yeah. My my dad loves that movie. Um, I think... Uh, a big part of the reason why is because of his age like mm-hmm. the the movie is like sci-fi from when like yeah like the perspective of people in the 50s what sci-fi yes, would be exactly yes, yes, yes it's yes it's that kind of sci-fi it's got a, it's got a particular aesthetic to it and look mm-hmm. and feel and i think it's a little niche it's i a think good movie. i think it's like the the pulp novels that he would have read as a kid Exactly. It, it's a mm-hmm. it's a movie made into that. Exactly. And he's also an aviator, so that plays to it. Yeah, it's it's definitely um, it's definitely a solid movie. Right. Yeah. Way better. It, it shouldn't have flopped. Like people should have gone and seen that movie. Well, but that 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 one is. I think AJ's right. That one is a niche one. It had it had the the players behind it. I don't know who yeah. made it, but the 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 uh, actors and actresses were there to draw in mm-hmm. people. Um, and the Iron Giant, I, I wanted to say before you got too far away from that, I don't know if you oh, mentioned yeah. it, but it's that movie, some of these movies that were, uh, that we're going to be bringing up, um, especially the Iron Giant has garnered or gathered, uh, quite the cult following. Mm, oh, for sure. Yeah. So it flopped at the time, lost a bunch of money, but then over time, people are seeing it and like dp mm-hmm. and 
ourselves like we're like oh my god this movie's great and then like that slowly grows and we're talking about it i mean it's been talked about there's it's an understanding like i said there's a ted lasso reference like it's right enough of a known movie like it's good now um john carter maybe not so much like i've I've no yeah that deserves to get some fucking more Mm -hmm. people's eyes on it i've got a friend that really likes it but outside of that like i don't really know of anybody that has seen it or cared for it what about you aj you got some or sorry dp do you have something else on that no i was about to say the exact same okay so aj how about you any other movies you you think are better Mm. i have another one the estimated production budget for this one was 175 million advertising and distribution was about 50 million the worldwide gross was 20 million Ouch. and Ouch. It, it, it's it's a disney thing so like and it came out in 2022 and they did most of it to streaming especially domestically they did release in theaters in europe and asia um and the estimated loss was about 205 million god damn and that's that, turned, dp uh, almost threw up yeah and it's turning red um, oh yeah! Wow, I that didn't know lost that. Did a lot bad. of money. Well, what what did you just say? It's shown up on like a few lists I've looked at today. What what year wow. did you say it came out? Last year. Was yeah. it only last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, early earlier last year. So I, so still, I watched. So I think it's actually nominated for best animated for this year. Is. Yeah, it was good. I liked it a lot. I it fucking I, I loved it. It was really funny. It yeah. was good. It was, it was really great. really funny. Yeah. Wait, but, we've uh, all seen it. Yeah, I guess Holy so. Shit. Wow. Yeah, it's really, Dude, really I funny. loved that movie. There was um, there was no reason to flop there besides uh you know people just didn't feel like going to the movies at that time, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 like I said, it went straight to Disney Plus. It I mean, if the other thing they said about it here, um it was the most watched program across all streaming platforms in the US during most of March of last year. The most watched across streaming platforms. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, so people either rented it or watched it on Disney Plus Plus, or something like that. Yeah, I watched it. They weren't going out. Yeah, I watched it on a Saturday afternoon. I was like, Mm -hmm. yeah, let me pop this on because I've been hearing great things about it. It's just coming out now. And yeah, I watched it on streaming. I wasn't going to theater. No. For like a Disney movie. I mean, Maybe it was a bad decision by Disney Plus to not give it at least some theatrical release, but I don't know. It it really flopped. You know, kids movies uh, or kids things in general, uh, especially movies, they make a fuck ton of money, right? Because that's the the parents buying a bunch of tickets for the family and all that. Multiple weekends in a row. Yeah. Like every, you know, early screening. It was was like, it was more like a Disney failing. And like just yeah. business, business decision. Do you do you think do you think it's that or do you think that families are more willing to not take their gaggle of kids out to a theater when they've got the accessibility at home and just wait till it streams? I, I think that's a big part of it. There's something to be said for that because yeah, th- there's so many options now where you don't have to leave and like you know, not drag, you know, your three kids out to the theater, buy popcorn, do all that. You can just, you know, all sit on the couch, throw the throw the blanket on and right. get some popcorn for a Saturday night and just watch a, and watch a Disney movie. With uh, 
I mean, we can all speak with experience. I haven't taken my uh, kids to the theater yet, but, you know, it's hard to get the kids to sit still. And if you've got uh, multiple ones that are a range of ages, there's going to be some issues. One of them's in the middle. Is, I got to go to potty. And like, you know, so as a parent thinking about, I could see it as a parent thinking about like, let's just wait. Let's just wait until we can watch it at home when we got control of our space instead of going through that nightmare like we did last time. Mm -hmm. And number two threw up. Number one had to go to the bathroom every five minutes. Number three went, shut the fuck up. So reportedly, though, the other reason was the the prior film from Pixar was Encanto. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes, it. it, I guess it like really underperformed at the box office. Yeah, but it was Encanto was the but but it was really popular on Disney Plus, and we watched that one at home too. They just kind of yeah yeah they kind of pivoted to doing Turning Red as as a as just streaming. Yeah, mm-hmm. they they so, kind of saw the writing on the wall and they quickly. The Kanto, I thought was pretty entertaining. I enjoyed. That. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't I mean, pay. Not as, great, but right. I didn't pay as close attention to that one as I did. Turning red actually had my attention throughout. Oh, the movie. it was hilarious. Yeah, I thought it was like one. It was one of those they really leaned into the humor a lot on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like you know, like they did with Finding Nemo and some of their funnier offerings. You mm-hmm. know, agreed. Um, so yeah. Turning red, guys. Absolutely. That's a good pick. I didn't realize that one got hit hard. You know, usually uh, mm. kids' movies are a, a slam dunk. They sure are. Especially um, Pixar, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, especially Pixar. Yeah. Uh, which actually, I think Pixar is slightly to blame for the Iron Giant bombing so bad. Really? Yeah, because like Pixar just come out with like Toy Story and A Bug's Life and like these beautiful computer animated animated films that people were going crazy for. And then you like the and, Iron Giant. Yeah, the Iron Giant old <laughs> school animation. But it looks like, fantastic. Yeah. It, yeah, especially through the lens of like you know, real animation. Real animation. But it's it probably got beautiful. it probably got kind of like lost in the shuffle there because of all, like you're saying. Yeah. Because like Pixar is blowing up. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. Mm-hmm. It's not computer. Yeah, it's hard to compete with that, right? Yeah. Especially, yeah. you know, at the height of their power is Pixar, you know, like <laughs> so it's like nobody stood a chance. They just kept winning like animated Oscar after animated Oscar mm-hmm. after animated Oscar, you know. Um, I right, hey, let me bring up one other movie. I again, this is one that it completely flopped at the box office, but I had heard people say is really good. It just kind of got lost in the shuffle type movie. Um, and that's the movie Black Hat. Uh, it starts, it, it's Chris Hemsworth. Oh yeah, starring in a fucking Michael Mann movie. That almost was good. Like I watched it a couple days ago. It was going to be my pick, but then I watched it and I actually get why it flopped. Like it's got so much potential. It's so good. But like Chris Hemsworth's English, uh, I mean, American accent is fucking horrible. It takes you out of the film all the time. 
every time he tries to talk like a fucking American, you're like, who the fuck is this dude? Um, it, it went a little too deep into like the computer hacker jargon. Right. Like, if you don't know anything about computer hacking, you're going to be lost through half this movie, as I was, because I'm not a hacker. Um, and the other thing, it seemed like it couldn't decide whether it wanted to be like kind of like a spy thriller or an action movie. And it kind of went back and forth between the two. And it didn't quite work. I mean, there are moments of this movie that are fucking awesome. And, like, the overall story is cool. I think, uh, like, Chris Hemsworth, if he can get... Don't listen to him talk. He's fucking good in it. And, you know, like, the side characters are interesting. The whole story, it's a fun story. But there's just too much fucking mishmash in it. And I do get why, why it, it flopped. But I also understand why some people love it. Like, yeah. like, if you understand computer hacking, you probably think this movie is fucking great. I don't understand it. So to me, a lot of it was like, you know, above my head and I was kind of fucking lost. But but again, I heard people say they love it. and I, I didn't quite get there. I, I get it. Michael Mann's a great fucking writer and director, but this movie wasn't for me. Yeah, I watched that one a while ago, and that's funny you, you say that about the jargon of uh, the script because, I mean, I also don't know shit about computer hacking, but the impression that I got uh, when watching it was that it was just kind. Of, it, it felt like it was made up, like all the, all the terms. It was kind of like right. lame. Yeah, like, I don't know if any of them were real. Right. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, it, it did seem a bit far fetched with some of the shit. But, but then again, I don't know shit about hacking. Maybe that shit is all real. I mean, I know some of the stuff in it. Um, like there's a couple moment, couple scenes where like uh, he was able to hack into a NSA thing because he spoofed an email to a guy that said, you know, hey, you need to change your password. And then he was able to see him change his password and steal right. it and shit like that, which is, I know, I know how real hackers actually do shit like that. But all the other stuff I didn't get, like all this, like, oh, well, you see here in this code, he seems like he's being kind of flamboyant when he writes his code. The fuck does that even mean? I don't get that. So, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, overall, it, it wasn't a terrible movie. But I, 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 oh, I, I see why it flopped. So, yeah, I get that. Um, I, I've got a lot on this list movies that uh, I enjoyed, but you know, then come to find out because, uh, like you guys, I'm sure I, I googled box office flops, mm-hmm. and th- the list is huge. Movies that didn't return, right? Because, like I mentioned earlier, making a movie is a gamble. Um. You got to get everything right. There's a balance with how much money you put into production, uh, how much money you spend for marketing, how you market it, when you release it. I mean, these are things that I'm saying as a person that is on the outside that Mm -hmm. I know about. We could have someone like DP's good personal friend, 
Andrew come on here and tell us a lot of the finer mm-hmm. points of yeah. what goes into yeah, when he'll and know how. about like you know uh, the months when movies are released that are just dumped for to to get them off their docket. You know, like February and March is kind of dump month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and, and yeah. the months and the and there's there's those release dates that uh it's always the same time every year when some of the biggest movies of the year they mm-hmm. always come out um, around certain holidays. Yeah, Memorial and, Day is always a big one. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, depending on what type of film it is, it might be a, a, around a like a Christmas holiday or mm-hmm. uh, a summer blockbuster. That's always a thing. So, uh, so I've got loads of movies I could have picked for here. We could go all night, I think, off these lists. But mm. the one I'll mention next, it's not a, uh, it's not a, a massive loss, but it, it did show up on this list because it didn't return. Um, and that's the man from Uncle, uh, from 2015 mm. by Guy Ritchie. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I saw a lot of Guy Ritchie, a lot of his later movies on here. Um, and I, I'm not exactly sure some of them. So there's like there's the Arthur Legend of the Sword. Eh, yeah, not that good. Mm-hmm. It, kind of an odd concept. It was fun, but probably spent more than it made back. Right. Um, then there was uh, this Jason Statham movie that came out not too long ago. That movie quickly went to streaming. I don't remember the name of it. Um, and then The Gentleman. I think The Gentleman ended up making a little bit of money. That was the one with Matthew McConaughey. I really liked that one. But Man from Uncle mm. had, had um, that's, that's uh, Guy Ritchie. It had Army Hammer before everyone knew that he was out there trying to eat people. Mm-hmm. Uh, had Henry Cavill and Alicia Vikander. Mm-hmm. and hugh grant uh, it had a great cast casting there's some other people in there too that you know but uh yeah it's based it, on a tv show from yes. like the 70s yeah yes it's i a, remember it's a, as a kid seeing that tv show but yeah. and so it, yeah it's it's based off of that and it's the um what was it 1960s it's the cold war uh mm-hmm. 70s and um Henry Cavill plays an American like a uh, special agent and uh, Army Hammer plays a Russian special agent. And they're, they're kind of forced to work together to take down this bad guy that's outside of their own political problems. And it's, it's a fun concept. The chemistry between the three of them, Henry Cavill, Army, Army Hammer, Alicia Vikander. It's, it's great. It works very well in this movie. I'm gonna watch that movie tonight. You haven't seen it? <laughs> I haven't. Seen I won't say too much more about it. Then I really enjoyed that movie. It's it's one of my favorite Henry Cavill's. If uh, Henry Cavill was thrown into the ring for the next Bond as the next James Bond, and people reference this movie because of it, his mm-hmm. the way he portrays himself in here is is just that. I mean, he's, he's an American character, but he's coming off as this suave. Uh, you know, uh, undercover agent spy type character. Super spy. So, uh, approximate budget was seventy five million uh, before marketing, and global return was a hundred hundred and nine point eight. So, after marketing, you know, I have no idea what it was on a seventy five. It could have been twenty five. Could have been fifty. Maybe, maybe we'll just say twenty five. So 
Yeah, it definitely didn't make its money back for sure. He didn't. He lost some people some yeah. money on that because there was talks of about being a sequel early on, kind of like mm-hmm. you know a lot of these movies when you've got a big cast like this. We're we're gonna keep this shit going right. based Especially, on an existing thing, you know, like yes. Twenty One Jump Street, fucking huge, and then you when you've 22 got Twenty Two Jump Street, yeah. yes, when you've got a source material that you can keep pulling from, um, like uh, like I said earlier, John Carter of Mars. I, I did look that up. It is a Princess of Mars was the first book. Mm-hmm. And then it and then it was there's like a warlord of Mars was the third one, general of Mars, I think was the second one. They were planning on keeping that going. Same right. with Man from Uncle, but they quickly shelved it. They're like, eh. Didn't see enough on the return. On mm-hmm. to the next one. Scrap. Scrap that idea. Too bad. So um I well. So there's one, obviously, I think I just mentioned last week or the week before when we were talking about uh, uh, cult classics, and that's R.I.P.D. Yeah, I saw horrible. that. But again, it's all of a sudden fucking blowing up on Netflix, so uh, I, more people need to watch that. That's a good one. Did you, see the, did you see the numbers for the budget in the box office on that one? Yeah, yeah, it lost a fucking lot of money. A lot. <laughs> I, I can tell you right now. Estimated 154 budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, global return of 78.3. Ouch. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. That's a very fun movie, though. It is. It's, it it's is. A, it's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's uh, the other one, which I know I've mentioned before on the podcast. Uh, I know it sucks. But I really enjoy Green Lantern. Ryan oh, Reynolds' dude, Green that Lantern. Movie's awful. It's terrible. There's a reason I know, it flopped. But but I tell you what, like Mark Strong as Sinestro is fucking awesome. He is so good He's at always Sinestro. Good. Yeah. I, I mean everything like the parallax and the you know, the other villain, not so great. But I still enjoy watching Green Lantern. Maybe it's just because I love the Green Lantern story in the comic books, but right. And, and it was exciting to see it in live action, but yeah, I know that movie sucks, but I, I still like it. <laughs> I do have um, a couple of things I wanted to say uh, mm. regarding this topic as well. The um, first of all, I apologize to our listeners that uh, all of my picks and a lot of what we've talked about tonight are action and or sci-fi movies. That mm. just seems to be the way it rolls around here. Right, yeah, because that's the ones that have the most money put into them, so right, they end up being the biggest flop. And you know, that's my that's my favorite genre. So that's like yeah. you know, <laughs> sci-fi, yeah. action, sci-fi, action. That's what I'm gonna see. But um, I I didn't realize I saw the last thing I wanted to say. I didn't realize the Suicide Squad 2021 James Gunn that was on a list. I thought that was a hit. This the numbers I'm seeing. It's uh. You know, surely it's made something in in like a roundabout way, but 185 estimated budget and a return of 167.4. But I mean, I thought that was well regarded. But again, as that that's one that went to streaming very quickly, okay. which it, it makes it tough because a lot of like big budget movies now are going straight to streaming, so you don't really. You get the same numbers as he used to, you know, like uh, what's the one that we talked about here on the podcast with like the rock and Ryan Reynolds and wonder woman 
like Red Notice. Like, right. I mean, that's a movie that had like a $200 million budget, but never even fucking went to the theater. So, so it doesn't have don't a, an really actual... know right. yeah, how well it did. But you do know it was super popular, but yeah. did it make its money back? I don't think we'll ever really know. That's a good point. Um, because you're right, a movie like that with no theatrical release, it doesn't mm-hmm. have the same metric that we are yeah. reading a lot of these off of and then yeah. the ones like and the suicide um, squad had a very limited right you know theatrical release so yeah and then uh wildly popular afterwards or it was is and mm-hmm. and like aj was saying um uh turning red you know yeah, didn't like, didn't do much but quickly went to streaming and then it was like the most watched thing mm-hmm. so on a separate metric as far as viewership, it's massive. Right. But but as far as how much money it brought in, it's hard to say. Yeah. And because there very well may have been some people that finally decided to sign up for Disney Plus. Sure. Just so they could watch, you know, that one. Yeah. But. Yeah, I, got, yeah. I, got, I, got, I got one more. And oh. I think I want to mention it because it's got a really funny quote from the director as to why. He thinks it didn't do well. Nice. All right. Oh, I like this. So we talked about this on the podcast. I don't know if we've all seen the last duel. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the the one with uh, Ben yeah. Affleck and yeah. uh, Matt Matt Damon. Yeah. So yeah. the production budget was a hundred million. So not like super high budget. Uh, gross ten million in the U.S. and thirty million worldwide. Okay. Ouch. Not Ouch. not yeah. good. Not good. Um, so. Um, Ridley Scott in an interview with Mark Marin said I think what it boils down to what we've got today are the audiences who were brought up on these fucking cell phones the, <laughs> mille- the millennials don't ever want to be taught anything unless you're told it on a cell phone oh my that's god what he, that's what he had to say about it Ridley so. Scott he's like 76 years old he's like yeah. fuck these damn kids <laughs> yeah He's a crotchety old man. Like that's hilarious. The damn millennials, <laughs> get off my get off my lawn. <laughs> I so relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, a pretty good movie. You know, I I mean, I had some. It was good, but, yeah. but it was a decent movie. You know, um, what year did that come out? I feel like that was another 20, pandemic 20, era one. Yeah, so twenty twenty one. Yeah, so it's funny how like. And even if it was right after things started to lift, there was still a period of time where a large percentage of the public was like, hey, I'll give it a little bit more time. Right. They would just go back. They were still wearing their masks at the supermarket. They weren't ready to go right. to the theater. Yet. I'm not going to go yeah. into a place where I'm next to a dude that's coughing and farting for three right. hours. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I I've only been to the theater once, and I was to see the Batman. Uh, the Batman. Yeah, that's it. I just haven't really cared to go since. I've I've done a few. Yeah, Mark and I have gone a bunch of times. Yeah, that's. I was actually just texting my brother about that tonight. He's like, I haven't been. My brother told me he's. Like, I haven't been to a movie since uh, before COVID, and, and he said that it was a good a good clip before COVID. Uh, that I actually was at the theater. And I was like, oh boy, let me tell you what I've seen. (laughs) And I ran out. I was like, I know there's more, but I I can't remember them right now. I actually will be going to the movie theater 
before we talk next on the podcast. Have before you seen next Friday? Fucking Shazam! Fury of the Gods comes okay. out, and it drops like Thursday night. I'm going Thursday night. So, oh yeah, you've had a boner about that one for a while. Oh, I fucking can't wait. Did I'm... you ever see the new Ant Man movie? I did. Theaters? Yeah. Yeah. Did that yeah. ask you about that? Yeah, uh, I, I think we got into it briefly, but it was um, it, it was good. It wasn't great. Uh, I think Aiden. I went with Aiden, and he said it best. It it felt like they were trying to make a Marvel Star Wars movie. Interesting. It, like you know, the whole quantum realm felt very much like Star Wars type places. You know, very. At, at one point, they were like oh. in the most icy cantina, basically. You know, Shit. like these weird creatures playing music and they're drinking. And huh. I, I mean, it didn't suck. Uh, Jonathan Majors definitely stood out as a fucking awesome villain. Yeah. Like th- that was his kind of coming out party as uh, you know the the new big bad for Marvel. Right. Uh, that dude's gonna get the movie was eh. That dude's gonna get his hands on an Oscar sooner than later. Majors. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really. I'm, I'm. I really look forward to seeing him and stuff. Yeah. He's he's fantastic. I wonder if we're going to see that uh, Ant-Man movie on this uh, box office bust bomb flop list here in the near future. I wouldn't be surprised. Because, yeah, it didn't... Eventually you run out of ideas, you know? (laughs) Yeah. You just don't have any more ideas. (laughs) Let's make it look like a Star Wars thing. We'll do that cantina scene. Oh, my God. Yeah, they can't really pull that off while there's like active Star Wars uh, material coming out. Yeah, it it would it'd be like you could do it if like there was no other if that was like an old school reference with like no current Star Wars products, you know, uh, Mandalorian and uh, all the 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 great. Oh, the movies haven't been that good, but fucking Mando, that new yeah. show. And Andor was fucking excellent. Andor was so Mandalorian's good. great. Um, oh God, the new season of Mandalorian. Yes. Peek behind the curtain. Marky and I have been texting about this for fucking days now. Yeah. Uh, the new season of Mandalorian is fucking awesome. DP I can't and I wait stay up late. Sorry, I just, each other. I, I just have no use for the Star Wars stuff anymore. Uh, yeah, I, I I can see that, but. God damn. Yeah, I'm not going to push it down anyone's throat, but. Yeah. I say, uh, fucking Mikey is fucking crushing it. I say, John Favreau is killing fucking The Mandalorian. Yeah. He's, yeah, doing such a good job with that show. He's got the fucking Midas touch, man. Walking yeah. around, turning things into gold. Yeah. He's all grown up. He's all grown up. And he's all grown up. Is that a swingers reference? That's a swingers reference, yeah. Nice. <laughs> I figured, but it's been so long since I've seen it. So, um, uh, yeah, you, you, you said RAPD. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Green uh, Lantern, I know sucks, but yeah. it's still, I, I have fun watching it. Uh, um, Blade hey, Runner 2049. I was just going to rifle off a few flopped, here. Yeah. Blade, Weirdly, Runner, Blade Runner 2049 came out in 2017. 185 budget, 267 uh global, but uh the the what do you call it? Marketing 
it was like another hundred, I think on top of that 185. So it was just under what it needed to make. Um, Amazing. The kind of money they throw at marketing. I yeah, know, man. It really is. I, I do remember the marketing for that. I really wanted to I'm see in the, it. I'm in the wrong business. <laughs> yeah. I should have went to school for marketing. Right. Um, remember uh, Sahara with Matthew McConaughey? Mm-hmm. Um, that one didn't do too well. They were planning on doing sequels and then quickly shelved those. Right. Um, Sphere. There's, yeah. Uh, what's the, sorry. The yeah. Tom Cruise mummy movie. Right. That was a supposed big to one. start that whole dark universe. Yes. Yeah. It completely quickly shelved it. <laughs> yeah. Terribly. Yeah. Um, an older one, uh, Sphere from uh, I think that was what Michael Crichton, based on the Michael Crichton book. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know, older movie. I've talked about it here on the podcast. It's like uh, old. Uh, I say older. It's like early or late nineties, maybe like ninety eight. Um, eighty million dollar budget, global fifty. So that that was back when a movie, like a big sci fi movie, didn't cost that much. <laughs> of course, that's not a, adjusted for inflation. You know, it's ninety eight being uh, however many years ago. Inflation's gotten out of goddamn control. Rent's too damn high. Yeah. Um, I I, I want to bring up one. It's not a movie flop. It's a TV flop that makes no goddamn sense. How this show flopped makes no sense. And it still to this day bothers me. But uh, Firefly, the Joss Whedon show that got canceled before it even got through its first season. Like no one seemed to watch it when it was on. And since it's become one of like the most fucking popular shows ever. To the point where it like spawned a movie, yet somehow flopped on TV. No one watched it when it aired. Yeah, but goddamn Firefly is one of the fucking best shows. Even though it's twelve episodes, maybe thirteen, I think. Is that it? Yeah, it is very very quick, and it was so good. Yet no one watched it. it flopped so horribly, and I to this day don't understand why. Because Joss Whedon was super hot. At the time, he was coming off of Buffy and Angel, and then he he comes out with Firefly, which is a great concept, too. It's like a fucking... It, it's basically it, the same concept of The Mandalorian. It was a sci-fi western. Yeah. J- exactly what The Mandalorian is, yet no one watched it, and boy, did they miss out, because that show's fucking fantastic. I, I watched it... Um years after it was done and mm-hmm. i i was one of the latecomers but then saw quickly like oh my god yeah this show is great why <laughs> i want yeah, more what happened right and then yeah. the movie came out and i was excited to see the movie and then mm-hmm. sad to hear that it did poorly yeah yeah and the, the movie kind of flopped too yeah even weirder Ser- yeah. serenity yeah it was the movie was decent yeah and I Summer mean, I wouldn't Glow say it was, was great, but Summer Glowy. But yeah. Um and there's one other one. This one another TV show one that I want to bring up because it's one I fucking loved. And I know no one else knows about it. It flopped so horribly. It was uh early two thousands, it was on ABC. 
Uh, it's a show called No Ordinary Family. Uh, it starred Michael Chiklis. And it was basically a live action version of The Incredibles, where like this family, they were going on a vacation and gotten some weird electrical storm and they all got superpowers. Okay. Right. And, you know, so the dads get super strength and the moms get super speed. And, you know, it was basically the Incredibles TV show. And it was so fucking good. I loved it. Michael Chiklis was great in it. Um, and, yeah, did, nobody fucking watched it. Never heard of it. Yeah, it got canceled before the first season ended. And I was it's so wild. bummed out. But it was awesome. Yeah, I think you can find it. It's like on... um. Like I think if you go on like the ABC app, you can find it on there. Um, but it, it, yeah, it, it's a fun show. You should definitely check it out if if you're bored and you got time. Watch No Ordinary Family That's on ABC. The, the um, the the whole uh, concept of a of a show being canceled mid season mm-hmm. is interesting. Um, yeah, do they not? shoot a full season before releasing it and maybe it's done different ways yeah depending on it sometimes they'll have it fully shot and still cancel it without showing the rest of the episode yeah 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 was was it was it better than fox force (laughs) five uh I don't know. Fox Force Five was pretty damn good. What's a bunch of of foxy chips? Yeah, there's five of them, them. and there are force force to be reckoned with. (laughs) But you are aware that there are TVs, and that on TVs they show shows, right? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking ignorant bastard! He's being he's being super pretentious. Yeah, I don't watch. I don't watch TV. Yeah. But like you are aware fuck. that there are TVs. <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> Put him in his place. <laughs> um, oh, fuck it. Yeah, who cares? We got time and we're talking movies. So, uh, a fun movie theory I read recently um, was ab- about Vincent Vega, was horrible at his job. And like Marcellus Wallace kind of knew this. And that's why he f- paired him up with Jules, because Jules is actually really good, as we've seen. Jules kicked ass the whole fucking time. But if you look like Vincent, he like accidentally fucking shot Marvin in the head. Right. Uh, he accidentally fucking almost killed Mia Wallace. Uh when uh what's his name? Bruce Willis's character comes back to his apartment. Left his gun next to the Yeah, he left his gun there while he's on the fucking can taking a dump. He was horrible at his job. Marcellus Wallace knew this, and that's why he paired him with Jules, and then basically just, he figured fucking uh, Bruce Willis was gone, so he just sent him to his apartment to get him away. Babysitting duty. Yeah, it it was uh, a bullshit job for him. And right. that's why he was. That's sent a great there. theory. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And and the only reason he works for him is because his brother Vic Vega is actually a like a good worker as well. Uh, Vic from uh, uh Reservoir, from Reservoir Dogs. Dogs. Yes, yeah. exactly. Interesting theory, right? It fucking totally holds water. It makes sense. Fucking Vincent Vega sucked. 
He was horrible at everything he did. And, he, and even when he, and even when they were at Jimmy's house, he was like getting blood all over the right. The yeah, got, just, just an asshole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, when I finished me, with, it, didn't look like several <laughs> damn you tampon. Yes. Yeah, the whole. You're right. The whole. You watch me wash him. I watch you get them wet. <laughs> the whole time, Samuel J- Samuel Jackson is kind of like chastising him. Mm-hmm. Like like a yeah. like a superior or a mentor would yeah. kind of chastise a, a lower, you know, and like Vin- you're doing it wrong, stupid. Right, mm-hmm. right. And Vince, and Vincent's talking shit to to the wolf. Like, what the mm-hmm. fuck is wrong? Like, yeah. dude, yeah. come on. And, and and even that's why he was over in Europe and with the whole Royale with cheese it was because they had to send him out of the country for months because he fucked up so bad. Yeah, yeah. Ah. Wow. So, yeah. So Vincent Vega, complete fuck up. Yeah, terrible hitman. That adds mm-hmm. up. Terrible right. at his job. <laughs> but you know, he gets himself killed for being but, stupid. You know, but but you know, Marcellus Wall says soft spot for him because of his brother, and you know, exactly. So interesting. Yeah, sorry, ran, random movie theory <laughs> that popped in my head. When I was done with him, told him to look like the goddamn Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you get him wet. <laughs> you watched me wash him. Yeah. If I had lava, I could have done a better job. I didn't have no lava. <laughs> was doing... Sorry. He, just... he gets so pissed at him, but you yeah. know, like, because he knows he's probably had this, you know, like, but you know what? He's probably had those conversations with him before, like, right? Exactly. Before, that's why he had to be sent away because he had to have too many of these conversations. He mm-hmm. fucked up too much, and he's probably like blown his fuse at him a bunch of times, like. And he's used to having this sort of conversation with him. That's why he's so like comfortably takes that tone with him. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't even hesitate to take that tone with him. Yeah. Like, even just... when he shoots Marvin, he goes, "Oh man, I shot Marvin in the face." Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck you do that for, man? Yeah. You hit a bump. I didn't hit no goddamn bump. <laughs> the car didn't hit no fucking bump. <laughs> oh, right. I, 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 you're you want brain detail. You picking up? You picking up this guy's skull <laughs> from the guns of the Navarone? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, oh my god! Yeah, you are so right. Oh my god! We could talk about. We could break yeah. down Pulp Fiction for a whole episode. Right? We should. Yeah, we, we we should do an episode where we just talk about like random fan theories like that. I was going to say yeah. I like the idea of the theories, and but Tarantino movies are rife with fan theories, and a mm-hmm. lot of them a lot of them hold weight. Like you just like this uh, Vincent Vega one, um, the the Vic Vega Vincent one. I always thought that was a theory, but did uh, Tarantino confirm that right as a oh correlation? yeah he t- he ties mm-hmm. the worlds together so right like, yeah does that. yeah they're a they're a crossover like like relationships and things like that yeah so that's confirmed yeah definitely 100 that's so cool (laughs) i love this like if you think about it i love the vincent vega one that 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 one is that one is gold i've never heard that before but it makes perfect sense because he comes he comes across as like a smooth operator and Mm -hmm. like he's not and things (laughs) just go he sucks at his job things just go bad for him but it's him. Even, yeah. even when he goes to like bring uh, Mia Wallace to like get, you know, so they he can get her life saved, Br- brings her to the drug dealer. Like, yeah. right? Brings her to the drug dealer's so house, goes crashing into his lawn, like to his front lawn, like he, he's not subtle at all. <laughs> Panicking because he's a fuck up. Yeah. He knows he's going to be in deep shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
Damn. Love it. Oh, perfect love sense. It. It's fucking great, isn't it? <laughs> oh my god, it's so good. You can pick out so many scenes with that too. But it's that's so subtly written though, because it's like now as we're talking about it and you're saying it out loud, like it's it's obvious. Like Yeah, think think about the first like the, the opening scene with the two of them. Who takes charge in the apartment? Like just all the right. talking. Mm-hmm. He's but the it, one that's like, you know, um, talking to all the guys. He does the whole yeah. thing. Vincent's just rolling the fucking cigarette in the corner, yeah. Right, and the writing, uh, he, the he writing to, is so good the, though because it's so, whatever. It's so subtle. I mean, it's subtle, but it's in your face. Mm-hmm. The, the 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 writing, the the script, all of that is like that's just now coming out as a theory, but it's obvious yeah. once you think about you it. You look at it like a holy shit! How did we miss that? Right. Yeah. Now yeah. that you see it, you can't unsee it. Like you see it mm-hmm. everywhere now. He's a fuck up in every scene. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he's never like in, like it's clear who's in charge, right? Jules is in charge. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's, he's the he's the big boy. Like he's in charge. Vincent, yeah. you just you just go look under the cupboard for the briefcase for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and when, even when they're in the restaurant, for Vincent, yeah, with the, the peak di- cool the honey diner, bunny, the deep yeah. diner, he comes out pulling his gun out like a moron. Yeah, like he's not he's not yeah. playing Vincent, cool. be cool. Chill the fuck out. <laughs> You're gonna get us all killed. <laughs> Shut up, old man. <laughs> well, even before Vincent goes to the bathroom, he just sits there and goes, I gotta take a shit. And then like walks <laughs> yeah. away. Like so many of his lines are just like idiot lines. Dude, like, he's he a lays idiot. out this he's a whole elaborate thing about like like his life and wanting to change and this and that. And his only response is, I gotta take a shit. <laughs> yeah. He's a fucking idiot and a dope head. He acts like he's like this like world traveler and uh you know he he was he was actually just sent there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like this world traveler. And, and yeah. then the next thing you know, he's going to his heroin dealer's house and like buy <laughs> buy heroin. Like, he's, he's so so sophisticated. Getting his Malibu out of lockup. <laughs> Man, you know what somebody did? This motherfucker. You know what some asshole did? <laughs> Oh. oh my god, you cannot see it now. You cannot yeah. see it. <laughs> and John Travolta just pulls it off so like it's uh, so smooth. Yeah, so good. So such a good job. He he's like a uh what's the what's the term for like uh, the like oblivious idiot? Like mm-hmm. someone that doesn't know how stupid he is and yeah, or bl- right. blissfully ignorant. Yeah. yeah. He's just walking around, thinks he's cool as shit, but like right. you're a goddamn fuck up, you son. <laughs> I'm gonna leave my um my um my my weapon on the on the kitchen counter and get my brain and get killed out. with it. Yeah, yeah, I get killed with it. <laughs> killed with my own gun. <laughs> I just took a shit. <laughs> As I he's read memoirs twice. of a geisha. And think about it twice he's on the can in that film too like how I many th- mm-hmm. you know, well he's happens. constipated he's on heroin yes hundred <laughs> yes. percent oh that's perfect i love this uh, this went yeah. off the rails but that was it, it did but you know that was what? funny that was so funny yeah that was a good time i think we need to get into some more fan theories at some point soon yeah that'd be fun yeah yeah i would like that i think yeah, we should maybe like concentrate it on like 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 Tarantino films or maybe mm-hmm. a certain genre. I don't know, or just pick like a series of films that have like sequels or whatever, like mm-hmm. you know, that has like a lot of lore to it or something. Because mm-hmm. you know? we had the other. What was the other? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the other one I brought up was the 
the narrator from Fight Club actually became the Joker in The Dark Knight. Super fun fan theory. It kind of tracks, not quite, but tracks enough that it's fucking worth looking into. But yeah, I, I, there are a bunch of them out there that I think we can we, we could dive into and make a have a whole episode about them. I think that'll be fun. Yeah, be fun. That's it'd be. We'll figure out a way to do it. I I want to I want to chase this down because I I love the <laughs> idea of speculating yeah. and yeah. talking about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Yeah. All right. To be to coming to an episode in the future. <laughs> yeah, coming <laughs> soon. Listeners, coming yeah. soon, listeners. <laughs> Fan theories. Yeah. So. All right, gentlemen. Uh before we say goodnight, you guys got anything? Uh watching no. Ted Lasso. Love that. Oh, I'm so glad you're the finally new, watching it. Yeah, I'm I'm late to the it's party, great. but the third season's coming out uh I mm-hmm. think the end of this month, maybe. It's yeah. the last season too. They're gonna wrap it, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Three seasons and we done. Um, you know, I didn't I didn't uh well I I I guess the show's not what I expected, you know, with mm-hmm. um Jason Sudiakis, he always kind of surprises me a little bit. Because I always expect him to be super silly from being like SNL. Mm-hmm. But then uh, what was that monster movie with him and Anne Hathaway? Yes. Um, uh, Colossal. 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 Yes. That so, like, movie. He, him as the asshole. I fucking yeah, loved him. In that he he continually asshole. kind of like changes my perception of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ted Lasso, I thought, I guess on the surface, I, I didn't watch it until recently. I thought it was going to be just like a, a real si- silly comedy show all the way through that is a very well written show mm-hmm. there was i mean there's lots of good jokes but like outside of that the it's just a good drama like the chops in and out of that it's right. it's top tier man and the sporting yeah, cast sure. is excellent yes yeah, yes Every, i love everybody in and out of that show yeah very um, likable cast like very well done uh mandalorian dp and i have been uh Mm-hmm. our britches over that show recently mm. really good um trying to think of uh uh i'm a couple episodes behind on last of us but that's been very pretty good uh mostly good um i know i don't love the el the actor playing ellie or i didn't love her at first but she's decent ramsey yeah yeah well i think part i agree with you uh aj and she's she's growing on me but i think yeah. part of it is because uh it's almost like when you read a book and you get a character in your head like this yeah. is how the character is supposed to be and I'm then you see, you see someone else playing the character and you're like that's not oh. how it's supposed to but in this case it's a video game and like you know she's she's doing the character but not quite where pedro is doing joel and his 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 interpretation of Joel, which I think is is really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's doing her interpretation of uh, of uh, of Ellie. Of Ellie. But, but like the games, you play for like dozens and dozens of hours. You know what I mean? So you right. get kind of used to the cadence and the acting and the and the relationship between the two voice actors playing the right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, I, I, know, I gotta right. get on that one. She's all right at first, and she gets better. Yes, I, I, I do get think higher, she gets you know. 
know, she gets this, back. So you said you got a, uh, you're not caught up all I'm, the way. I'm a couple behind right now, but okay. So I'll the, get caught up this weekend. I've I'm I'm caught up. There's one more episode to wrap the season. Yeah. Um, it's coming out. Uh, Sunday, right? Yeah. Yes, the 11th, March 11th. Um, mm-hmm. this last uh last Sunday's episode, um, you haven't seen yet, but that's when I was like, okay, Bella Ramsey. Like she's okay. she's she's okay. she's there for me now. Is is that the DLC? No, that's the one before it. So I guess you haven't seen that yet either. Right. So I'm a like I said, I'm a couple behind. Right. Yeah, and DP, you haven't played the game or seen the show. I haven't. I, I do plan on watching it, so I, I'll yeah. probably get to it soon. So yeah, yeah. Pedro Pascal's awesome in it. Mm-hmm. He really is, and Nick Offerman is. Is is great. He's in one episode. He's great. That episode, I love that episode, man. I've told you guys how how I felt about that, and you 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 told me how uh, I was a, l- a little bit crazy for saying how how highly I praised it. But I I stand by it, man. I think that's some of the that single episode is some of the best television on TV. Yeah, Offerman. I'm I'm, I'm like I'm not surprised they only had him in one episode based on you know. The character in the game, right? I mean, obviously, I mean, we can talk about we can talk about the sad nauseum. Like, you don't get, you know, there is like another person that was around that died. Yes, yeah, was what did he have that was that Frank. his name? Was his name Frank in the game? It was, yeah. It was in the notes, like you picked up. It, it, that was notes. it. It was just a note you found. Right. Right. So, did you watch the uh, after show? Um, oh no! You don't ever watch those, man. It's fantastic. No, no, no! I didn't know they had an after show. Yeah, yeah. If if you uh, watch past the credits, they do the you know coming on next week, and it'll do the trailer for next week's episode, and then right after that, it'll HBO always does this, and then right after that, it'll do inside the episode. Oh yeah, I've seen those for other shows. Um, but I, I watch I watch all that shit for. Uh, I, I used to watch it for Game of Thrones. Now I'm watching oh, right. it. Now I'm watching it for uh, The Last of Us, and they they talk about that uh, Frank episode, and um, uh, Neil Druckmann. You know he's an uh, EP on the show. He, di- he directed an episode. Yes, yeah, and he's he's got like a besides EP in one of those episodes. Like he's got he's got a lot of pull inside the show. Well, being EP would do it, but. Um, he he was talking on that inside the episode how uh, it was episode three. He's like, this is the first time that we deviated uh, far away from the game and did something different. And he's like, but I am very happy with the way we did it and why we did it. He's like, this is a story inside the game that I always wanted to to tell. And so like the, he kind of used this uh, avenue of media to to go there. Um, and I thought it was great because I always, I always loved the Frank Bill story inside the game. Part of it was because of the mystery of like, you just get a little, uh, a, a brief run in with Bill. And then you, you, mm-hmm. at the very end, w- right before you leave Bill, you pick up that note about Frank and he's like tearing up. And then like you say your goodbyes, but Bill's, Bill's a badass in the game. Um, and it's cool to watch his kind of a little bit of backstory in the show and then him building up and then him meeting Frank and then having that 
relationship with Frank. Um, and then the, the ending of their story is obviously different uh, in the game from the show. Right. But um, I, th- I kind of like that better too, because again, in the game, it's just like, bye, bye Bill. And like it, and then you don't see him again. You don't, I was really hoping you'd see Bill in the, in the second game, but he never shows up. He was a great character. So why not just end his story right here in the show? Agreed. Let's end it right there. So <laughs> for, for, for the listeners, uh, make you sure you're following us on social media. Uh, we can be found at Movie Council Pod. Uh, make sure if you get anything for the show, you send it to Movie Council Pod at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, make sure you're, you're subscribed and you rate and review the podcast. It helps us out. We appreciate it and we thank you for it. So, so for myself and for AJ and for Marky, we say thank you. Good night. We'll talk to you next week. I watch you get them wet. (laughs) The movie council is adjourned.